I'm Kevin Casey. I'm a professional mixed martial arts fighter. And right now, what I'm about to do is issue a warning out to all other competitors. I don't want overs. I just expect them to happen. Fatty's gonna fatty is real. How have I been successful in life? Well, we know how you haven't been this successful in life, Lance. We'll get into that later on as we chat about the Vegas adventures, about the hog, uh, and about us all uh, getting together for the first time in almost a decade. And I think my internet fucked up for like half of that. No, Sean. no, you were good. You were you were oh, good. Cool. Um, yeah, we're eight years in silence. I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it. Uh, yeah, eight years since uh, the whole crew uh, has met up. Um, I know Wes has has made some trips with with Lance in in the meantime. But for us Canucks, we weren't allowed in uh, until uh, yeah this year. But yeah, it was. Uh, it was fun. It was a uh, terrible start to the trip. Uh, we were supposed to go to a, a hockey game that ended up very fun for you to watch. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I, I got delayed and delayed and got drunk at an airport uh, until I finally got to Vegas about seven hours after I was supposed to. So I got some shit luck going. You had some shit luck going home. But at the in between was fucking deadly. <laughs> we paid for the, the goodness of the yes. trip on either end. So that's right. I appreciate you bearing, I guess, you know, everyone but Wes to some extent. Yeah, he got Scott, he got off Scott to, free. Yeah, yeah, Lance had to take off a little early. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Wes, uh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Our sacrifices to you. So you could enjoy your time in Vegas and then not even show up this week. Ridiculous. Got a lot of growing Stat. up to do that, Wes. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. It, it'll, it'll probably be my last one for a little while anyway. Because, uh, uh, yeah, me and the wifey got one on the way in, in December. So we'll, uh, we'll see if, if moldy-ass Lance can, can show, show up. Uh, in the new year a little bit and uh and help out carrying this uh this load because you, you never know with wes and you, know, you always know with with lance so maybe maybe that uh move out to the east will will help his chances of getting on this shit show we'll figure it out maybe we'll start the change time to, or the change the start time to i don't know 4 p.m., something like that. Early bird special, just for Lance. And I can be complaining about being at work or something like that, as would I. But anyway. Um, yeah, Vegas fun. Hockey game, fun. Uh, there was no nice fella from Edmonton beside me, but there was a nice fella from Winnipeg on the other side of me. Um, so of I was chatting with him. Uh, he does not know our buddy Chris. Um, doesn't shock me. Unlucky for that uh, guy. And then, yeah, uh, Saturday was uh, that was a fun one. We had some some boxing. Eventually, we had some boxing. Like the 
God, there was a shit ton of uh, of college football games on to uh, to bide the time because that was if I was at home, I may have given up (laughs) waiting for that fight to start. Yeah, yeah. Um, So we had uh, our buddy Dan Tom roll through to to join us at the fights at circa beautiful place to stay and even more beautiful place to watch sports of any kind uh, in multiple fashions. Even though it wasn't the greatest Vegas weather, I got out to the old circus swim uh, a couple times. Um, yeah. And then we won some, some of us won some bets. Some, on the some smart fight. people. Uh, yeah. Some smart people won some money on, on the fight. Uh, some dumb people, me and Lance lost money on the fight. Yeah. These these guys thought that uh, Fury actually wanted to fight Usyk and was going to get out of get the hog out of there quick to uh, get it over with. Not the case. Um, decision that was a uh, was a beautiful one. I mean, um, he felt the hog in round three and was like, "I <laughs> need to get on my bicycle and uh, run this clock because uh, I'm not getting him." Out of there, and don't really want to get in the way of him either. So, um, it was wild. Like I, I gave him a point one percent chance of landing the shot in round one, and yeah, it it obviously helps that Fury just decided not to fight and just kind of show up and thought he would just dust this uh, this peasant uh, real quick, and that obviously did not happen, and. Uh, it's it's great to see. Uh, it's great to see kind of, you know, UFC take one on the chin every once in a while with with some decisions that they make, and and this was a big one. And uh, at least at least he seems like a good guy that came from nothing, uh, doesn't seem to be a dirtbag, and he's making absolute bank and will make absolute bank in another boxing fight, likely. So that's very cool. He certainly will. Um, looked pretty intentional to me, LR. I I played hockey for like 15 years growing up. Sean's played hockey even longer than that. And uh, guys' legs don't fly up like that just, uh, just because. What I will say is he was trying to hit that guy with his leg. He was not, not trying to, yeah, to do what he did to that guy. He's... Seems like a shitty guy from historical uh, stuff. But yeah, he was doing something stupid and it ended up in the worst possible way. Yep. Uh, What did not end up in the worst possible way were the old dice in in Vegas. Uh, Lance was Bob. Bob was okay. But then after Bob left... Time for old Bill to take over and make everybody a couple bills, um, and then <laughs> make that, some friends. Uh, that would turn into a fun night. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Made some friends um, who could also throw hot dice like old Bill, and made everyone at the table a lot of money. Uh, that was a that uh, is correct. Yeah. 
you don't normally uh, get out of Vegas with uh, with too much extra money. Um, and when you do, you got to cherish it, cherish it. And uh, that's definitely what happened. And you got hell hell of a good story uh, to go along with it. So it was, uh, yeah, that was a, a perfect uh, Sunday night in Vegas. There we go. That was Sunday night. Wow. They, they all kind of blend together. Yeah. But no, that, that makes sense. Um, we will stop boring you with uh, our tales of Vegas. It, it was an excellent time. Um, so I'm glad we enjoyed ourselves. And we'll see the next time we can all get back there. We didn't have any UFC last week. I don't know that we want to talk about, like it was a big card, but it was just old short notice guys getting beaten up in their fights pretty much. Um, And then a bunch of no contests. It was just like a weird ass card. Uh, I I don't know how much we want to talk about that unless there's anything you want to say about it. No, it's been two weeks. It's been beat to death. It's, uh, It's old news and we move on. Yes, Sao we do, Paulo. and we move on to Brazil. Sao Paulo. Um, 13 fight card, headlined by the jail man. Uh, apparently, nobody told Derek Lewis that he doesn't actually have to go to jail to fight the jail man. He can just go yeah, to the jail man's been out. The jail man's been out in Brazil. I don't know yeah. what he was trying to go in for, but maybe uh, he was trying to go in so he didn't have to fight the jail man. If if so, he was a very he's probably a very smart man. Uh, you should probably go to jail instead of fighting the jail man. So yeah, <laughs> uh, we will obviously get to that one at the end of the card. We're gonna kick it off lightweight division. Mark Diacasey taking on. Kawhi Fernandez? Kawhi Fernandez? We'll go with Kawhi. Uh, yeah. Oh, you're... Uh, what are you rocking here? You rocking topolo- topology? Yes, you are. Okay, okay. We got, we got some... I know, I know. There's some some other sites, of course, that are, are not in, in the same order, but we'll, we'll go with topology. They're, they're usually right. Uh I don't should should I I mean this guy is in LFA so I probably should know who he is he he's crushed a bunch of dudes really quickly um but I I'll be honest I don't I don't know him he's he's training at Nova Nyao which I don't know how good Nova Nyao is is these days um Daikisi seems to be pretty damn washed um that being said he, he probably should win here against a, a relatively un, unknown guy. Um, but Daikisi, you know, he's in previous fights, he's kind of wrestled when he shouldn't and struck when he shouldn't. So I don't know. He, he probably could just get dusted here, uh, especially if the guy brings it early like he has in, in a bunch of these fights. So stay away. Um, I'll probably pick the dog and Toutmaster for some extra points, even though it doesn't matter at this point. Uh, yeah, I'm staying away from this one. I would imagine that Fernandez is, uh, good. I think that Novonia is still a bit better than Sean considers them. Um, and, you know, you, you know, he's going to have a good arm triangle and he seems to be a good kicker as well. But honestly, I, I don't know enough about the guy to 
want to play him here, let alone play him as this small of a dog uh, against old D1 at Casey. Um, learning experience, I'm at the point now where unless like it's something silly and I can pick out a narrative uh, like Anshul Jubilee uh, fading that dude, I'm probably not going to bet debuting fighters in the UFC all that often. Uh, maybe if I've seen them on Contender Series, but I'm not going out of my way to watch stuff these days. So and they, and they got to be like huge favorites or something to fade them or something, right? Mm-hmm. Fade some hype, exactly, something like that, or be facing that, somebody watch... that I want to fade. Exactly. Yep. Moving on up or down the women's strawweight division. Speaking of a debuting huge favorite, we've got Eduarda Mura taking on the original Monster Rat. Uh, and Mura, uh, she's faced a whole lot of nothing. I think I added up her opponent's record, and it's like 23, 28, and 1 um, before she came to the UFC. So she's minus 500 because women's MMA. Yeah, I mean, she's really fought nobody with even like below 500 to just terrible records up until the the check on contender series and i mean she she did what uh i guess she was supposed to um i don't know how much you can tell when when she just subs her in in a couple minutes with just you know good ground control i mean she did get it so uh monsterat is very very bad um this chick has not fought anybody but she's okay looking, and UFC is going to push that. So I think this is probably going to be a squash match. I am not even going to take the dog and tote master. Um, I'm going to take the dog because I, I can see it clear as day. Uh, so in her contender series fight, four-minute fight, she had three minutes and 46 seconds of control. So she's just coming out. She's trying to take somebody down. So against the monster rat, you know what that means. It means head and arm, scarf hold, something weird. Uh, and even if it's the something weird isn't a sub, she's going to like hold her there and control her. And it's going to be the most hideous decision you've ever seen. Um, monster rat, baby. We're, we're, we're going to take a terrible, what, she's plus 450 now. I mean, come on. Yeah. This is the, this could be, not this is, this could be the, the Cheyenne buys Velismus fight of, <laughs> fight of the week. Uh, this could be Christmas, this one. Uh, so we're going to make a, a dumb little bet on the monster rat. Um, yeah, uh, that should be fun. Sticking in the women's strawweight division. Uh, I think. Actually, looking at this one, and I just uh, just saw the odds. I think I might be betting this one too. What's mm-hmm. going on? Am I just in a good mood because we're we're on vacation? You're flush with like... cash, man. It's uh, you're ready to spend it. <laughs> uh, Denise Gomez, Gomes, uh, taking on Angela Overkill Hill. Sean. So this is obviously a a pretty sizable step up for for gomez um that being said i mean 
don't think Angela Hill has been looking that good lately. Like Emily Ducati is terrible. She looked okay against Loopy, who's kind of up and down, but I don't know. That's Angela Hill's getting older. Um, Gomez has power. She could check that chin. Um, I know it's a step up, but I kind of get the odds. Uh, I'm not betting it. And I have a feeling that you're going to be going with the veteran, but uh, I I do worry about that chin of Angela Hill, who's who's kind of just kind of plateaued for a little bit here. Uh, yeah, she has. Uh, I think that plateaued probably better than Gomez. Um, all I know is that one of these fighters didn't get out wrestled by Loma Lukumi. Yeah, that's not a good look. But my question is, is is Hill going to wrestle in this fight? If she does, then she probably will have success. I just don't know if she's going to wrestle here. She might do it a little bit. Even if she doesn't, I don't think that like she's going to get overwhelmed on the feet or anything like that. Uh, I think she'll probably do better work in the clinch if it gets there. Um, and she will mix in some takedowns every now and then. So I think if she honestly does it once or twice if she does it once and realizes how easy it is uh she might go to it a whole lot more but we'll see anyways uh it's gonna be angela hill for me plus 121 out there is not bad what's it <laughs> decisions plus 125 <laughs> yeah there it is um yep so ooh, we are going to move it along light heavyweight division Vitor Petrino, Modest Bukaki. What have we got? Yeah, uh, Bobby Petrino's uh, long-lost Brazilian child. Uh, I, I don't... He's not that good, man. Um, when you're kind of going life and death with the old Pleasure Man, and Pleasure Man's taking you down a bunch of times, that's... Not a great sign. Uh, I mean, props to him. He did get Brachnia out of there uh, late in that fight. But um, the the Modest Bukaki doesn't have amazing takedown defense, but it's okay. And he throws a decent amount of volume on the feet. Like, I, I just think this fight is probably a, a bit closer than, than what the odds say. Um so I think the the modest Bukaki is worth a, a small play at plus two hundred. I would agree with you, and you know what? I just looked this up out of curiosity. I was like, "What does Vitor mean in English?" Uh, and you'd think it would be like Victor or something like that, but it's not. It's actually Bobby. So this is the real Bobby Petrino Jr. Oh shit! Yeah. Fun Man. fact for you there. Uh, I'm also taking the modest Bukaki. I don't think I have much to add from what Sean said. Uh, Petrino has power. Like, maybe he gets him out of there quickly, but, I don't know, he hasn't to the last two guys he's fought. Uh, he didn't really on Contender Series, and that was a guy that he previously knocked out in, like, 20 seconds or, or something and because it was a, a rematch of a previous fight. So I don't know that he's got this huge power that his finishes suggest he does. Um, and if that's the case, 
don't love the way he's looked over three rounds in his previous fights. Uh, he really tends to, well, he went back and forth with his grappling against the old pleasure man. Um, what's his face? Bracknow doesn't know how to grapple at all. So that was pretty one way. Uh, but I don't think anything's going to come easy for him here. So we're going to take a shot on the old uh, Manus Bukaki in this one. Plus 200, like you said. That's already in the books. Uh, don't hate the decision at almost double that. But uh, we'll see where we end up. Maybe we'll toss something like that into a round robin on this card. Welterweight division now. We've got the old Renat Fakhredinov. Uh, taking on Eliza Dushku. Sean. We're obviously big fans of the Elijah Dushku on this podcast. We've, uh, been, I mean, this guy is a, a vet. He is, uh, he's turning 37 in a couple weeks. Um, he has taken a, a fair amount of damage uh, in his career. Now he has taken some decent time off, especially during COVID. Didn't really fight, uh, fought like once. Um, Fuck right off seems pretty damn good, and he is a pretty pretty good grappler. Uh, I think he's going to test uh, Elijah Dushku's grappling. Brian Battle really convinced you? No, but he. I mean, when you dummy a guy like that for fifteen minutes, it's decent. And yeah, Mikolitis is is nothing special, but like he seems like he has a motor. He he's he is a grappler. Um, I don't think Elijah Dushku has really fought much for grapplers recently. Um, so I don't, I mean, he, the Benoit St. Denis fight is on three days notice and, and up a weight class for St. Denis and Denis did get him down, but, um, so I don't know what to take from that fight, but I think Fakhradinov is pretty damn good, has some good power, uh, in the standup and I think he's a, a much better grappler. So I think he gets him down. I don't know if he finishes or not. Um, Elijah Dushku is is very tough, um, but he is getting up there. So under two and a half is like minus one ten in a lot of places. That's that's kind of what I'm eyeing up. Uh, I think Elijah Dushku's chance is to to catch this guy because if not, I think he's going to get grappled uh, into the ground and eventually Fakhradinov is going to finish him. Don't like that. I want to see the old man. Then have you some are probably here. on the right track. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's going to be tough. Uh, I think, you know, he is going to give up some takedowns, but as long as he's able to work his way back to his feet quickly, uh, he's going to be the more dangerous fighter on the feet. This is going to be in Brazil, going to have the crowd on his side, which means he's probably going to have the judges on his side if he can get there. Um, it it's going to be some tough sledding though. Um, his takedown defense has never been the greatest, um, but usually he seems to get surprised by takedowns more than anything. I think that kind of happened in the St. Denis fight. Um, and then he almost killed himself killing St. Denis um, or almost killing St. Denis. So that was just, as you said, a weird fight, hard to take a lot from it. Um but I think I'm going to have to take the shot here. I, I think this is just too long a price for a guy that I don't know is actually good. 
um, like out grappling Brian Battle, although he kept the the high pace. Like that doesn't do a lot for me from a technical perspective. Uh, and like Kevin Lee in 2023 as a welterweight dying, like that's pretty much how that script went or should have gone. And I think I even had a bet on Lee there because I wanted <laughs> him to win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so maybe I'm just doing the exact same thing all over again in this spot. Maybe I'm not, uh, but we are going to end up taking a little shot on Zaleski. Um, probably, I don't know, plus 285, plus 290 out there right now. Something around that. I- I'm sure if I wait a little while longer, probably plus 300 by fight day. Bantamweight division. Oh, I hate this dude. Um, Daniel Marcos. Like, it's not his fault that the judges fucked up and gave him the decision over David Grant, but, but he gets the brunt of my anger. Correct. Uh, he's taken on Victor Hugo. Wow. That dude's old. He used to like write he's... books in, in France in like the 1800s, and now he's fighting. What a what a renaissance man. Man of many talents. What can you say? Um yeah, I was also <laughs> on that shitty side of that decision uh against David Grant, which kind of sums up 2023 for me. Um so yeah, fu- fuck that guy. Um Victor Hugo has like 28 fights and he's only 30. That is a lot of fighting. Granted he's winning almost all of those fights. Uh, but it is a lot of fights, especially at the the lower weight class. But um, he's finally getting into to the UFC, and I don't know. He's he's kind of fought all over the the place, um, but he he did what he needed to do on on the contender series. Um, I, I'll I'm gonna pick him. I don't really care too much. I hope he he upsets uh, Marcos because fuck that guy. Um. Yeah, this is, uh, I don't know if this can be considered, like, impressing in a loss because um, he got the decision, but, like, everyone who watched that fight thinks he lost it. Uh, and now he's uh, minus 240 coming off that performance. So that instantly makes me want to fade him. Um, I don't know if I'll get there in terms of uh, a bet. Um I was kind of thinking of the uh, the Silva decision line, or sorry, submission line, because um, he likes to drop and go for weird stuff like uh, knee bars and heel hooks and, and that kind of stuff that can catch a guy off guard. Um, I think I saw it's only plus 325, though. Uh, but more importantly, how many MMA bettors do you think in doing research for this fight typed in Victor Hugo and we're very confused at the result of like a French politician and author. No, With I'm not that, that guy. Too. Like, <laughs> yeah, come on, what are you doing? Yeah, uh, none. Of them. I mean, none of them knew. They were all surprised. Idiots. Um, next up, Elvis Brenner taking on Kanan Krushevsky. Uh, yeah, both of these guys are Brazilian. Elvis Brenner and Kanan Krushevsky, the Brazilians. Just the way we drew it up. 
and they are fighting at 165 pounds, just the way we drew that up to, right, Sean? What are we doing here? Yeah, of course, this is late notice. Uh, I forget who Brenner was supposed to fight, but um, it's kind of a bummer because like he, he put on a really good performance. I thought he lost against uh, Tugoff. Um, but it was still impressive, especially, I think he was fighting on short notice again in that fight. Uh, and then what he did against, uh, Kuta Deladze is, is pretty damn impressive because I think that guy is very good and he was able to crack him and, and finish him in the third after, after kind of getting beaten up for, for a little bit there. So, um, was excited to see him fight again. And of course now he's got to fight some guy on three days notice. Um, so, uh, don't know much about this contender series guy. Um, he just fought in the contender series like a month and a half ago. Um, so it should be a fun fight because both these guys seem to bring it. Uh, so uh, I'm sure it's it's going to be violent, but I'm not betting somebody uh, of Brenner's um, skill on, on short notice against a, a guy that's it's probably going to bring the fight to him and it's going to wild shit's going to happen. So like Brenner could get finished, uh, but I'll, I'll pick Brenner to, to get the job done. I have absolutely no opinion on this fight. Um, don't even remember Khrushchevsky's contender series fight. I, I gotta say since they started just handing contracts out to everybody that wins, it got way less interesting. Um, like, how often do you, like, really hype? Like, you probably get one, like, pretty hyped up uh, prospect per season now. Maybe two. And I feel like there was a, a bit more of that in earlier seasons. So, like, everything's just is what it is and everybody gets a contract. Such a it's such a socialist, that Dana White. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just filler. Um... So yeah, no no opinion. I hope it's fun. Um, we'll see if uh, I should be tuned in at this point. We'll see. We'll see what's going on. Uh, but now we're kicking it up to the main card. Lightweight division. Ishmael Bonfi. That means lesser brother. Taking on Vink the pickle fucker. He's back. He's back and he is 40 years old, almost 41 in a couple of weeks. Um, He's and a man. he is being, he is a man, but he is getting fed to some, some young wolf. Um, this is true. Bond, this bomb theme is, is not the better of the bond themes, but he's still pretty good. He's still good, good enough to smash Terrence McKinney, uh, who's, you know, he is a flawed fighter, but he has a pretty damn good offense. Um, I hate Pink Pickle, so I would not be too sad if uh, Bonfim smashed him here. Um, I feel like he's he's pretty damn tough. So I kind of was looking at the over two and a half. It's like plus one hundred. That's that's kind of the way that I would uh, look at this. Um, maybe Bonfim by decision if it's a, a decent price, but yeah, the over two and a half I think is is the way to go on this one. Uh, yeah, I was actually thinking about the over one and a half as a parlay piece, but 
you don't take Vink Pickle anywhere to get smashed. Vink Pickle does the smashing. Even even at BLM riots, he's, you know. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, that conversation is gone from from the old Twitter. It's uh, mm-hmm. Rip Dougie, pour one out. Um, but yeah, Vic Pickle does seem like an asshole, but he is an asshole that has made me a whole lot of money throughout the years. He really only struggles with guys who are superior wrestlers to him. And I don't think that is Bonfim. Um, Bonfim's probably better at everything else than him. Uh, certainly younger and more athletic. Uh, I just think this could turn into something a little bit dirty. And uh, and Vinny might be able to squeak out a decision. Could be sketchy in Brazil. Um, but I'm going to... I'm going to take a little shot on him. Uh, I 40 and a massive layoff. Not great. Um, but he's had a bunch of layoffs throughout his career. He always showed up looking pretty much the same afterwards. So I'm not super concerned about that. Uh, and it's not like his last performances have been bad. So I, I don't think he's fallen off the edge. Um, but yeah, we'll, uh, we'll, See how she goes. Um, next up, we got middleweight division. Rodolfo Vieira taking on Armin Petrosian, the guy who wants to grapple the most in the UFC against the guy who can wrestle the least. And somehow he still might fuck it up. Sean, what do we got here? Yeah, it's an interesting one because uh, I've bet Petrosian twice against Tobopop and then uh, last time out, uh, last time out against Duncan, and he's cashed for me both times. Um, I'm definitely staying clear of him in this fight. He does give up a lot of takedowns. So far, he's survived uh, against the the Hobocop and Baralio and AJ Dobson, but. You don't really want to give opportunities to Vieira. Um, Vieira, you know, he hasn't really shown an elite uh, sub game in actual MMA. Like, I know he's he's obviously subbed some scrubs, uh, but it's it's been a dr- struggle in some of those, and he's looked bad in in other ones. So, uh, relying on him to get it done, even if it's a guy that is a terrible wrestler. Um, it's it's tough to do, so I'll probably steer clear. Um, I I don't really want any part of of this fight because it it could be all kinds of fun, sloppy, and awesome at the same time. Uh, I apologize if I'm having some connection problems, folks. I think it might be uh, going in and out a little bit. All right. Um, anyway. I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to trust the Trojans, not his takedown defense, because that's fucking garbage. Uh, but I'm going to trust his submission defense. As Sean said, he's had some pretty good grapplers on his back thus far in the UFC for a lot of time. Uh, he hasn't managed to get subbed yet. So I'm thinking I'm going to be throwing the over one and a half in something, uh, unless it drops a little bit, which 
doesn't seem like it's heading in that direction. Um, but then I might be able to play it straight. And honestly, I think the takedowns might just keep coming. And uh, Vieira might just win all three rounds with ever, without ever getting a submission. So uh, I am going to take a, a little shot on Vieira by decision at plus 600. Because that number is very big for a guy who has very simple paths in order to win some rounds in this fight. So, uh, fun little sweat and uh, cheer for him to not get a finish. Um, but as Sean also said, like he hasn't really looked that great at putting guys away in MMA. Uh, he's not Demi and Maya when it comes to you know, grappling in an MMA style. And it is very different than your, you know, the, the BJJ tournaments that he got his reputation in and was a killer in. Um, so stay out yeah. of the arm triangle and, and you might be good. Yeah. That's, that's going to be the tough one. Uh, I, I know it doesn't seem like you'd want to uh, give up your back, but it comes down to it at least Petrosian show that he can defend from that position before so I will take my chances with that um I guess like based on the way I broke that down I should probably also take Vieira at minus 105 um I don't know that I'm going to do that possible <laughs> that he dies in round three still I just think that Trojan does so little in terms of trying to get up and making guys work when they're on the ground that Vieira's probably not going to get as tired as he normally does in this fight. So that uh, that could be a fun little sweat at the end of this fight. Um, and then we have potentially uh, an even more boring version of the same fight, also at middleweight, Kayo. Shot clock Baralio taking on Abbas Magomedov, the the German Magomedov. Uh, his, you know, Poppy went over there and got Das Boot and then head back over to uh, to Dagestan. So uh, he just got left behind. It's, it's unfortunate, it's um, but you can tell. Sean. It's obviously wild to see that he is the bus is plus two fifty to Morallo, uh, and he was plus one thirty against the middleweight champion last time out. Uh, now, obviously, I think most of us were on Strickland, and uh, we were obviously not on him big enough um, because we did say that what the fuck is why is the line like this? Uh, so it was one of those, you know, hindsight ones where you're like you know if this should go how it should go this is going to look very dumb and then it did um Moralio is is probably going to get takedowns and like you said it is going to be very very boring because for the most part he doesn't get people out of there he finally did get Mikey O out of there last time but uh, I don't think that's going to become a trend um but yeah he's he's he should beat this guy. Uh, I'm not sure why this guy got a title or a, like he got a yeah. main event against Sean Strickland coming off a Dustin Stolzbus finish. 
Like he's this might be one of the bigger fraud uh, Madoffs, uh, and unfortunately, the the price is pretty large to to fade him. So uh, I'll stay away. Rallo is going to get the win, likely. Uh, yeah, <laughs> this uh, I I forgot. I like I haven't looked at his record since we uh, we talked about the Strickland fight, and it's just hilarious. Like he. Came into the UFC after a huge layoff, had a bunch of canceled fights, uh, knocks Dolcevis out in 19 seconds, uh, and then gets a main event with Strickland after withdrawing from, like, two more fights or having two fights canceled. Um, and a couple of years ago, he got knocked out by, by two guns in uh, PFL. So it's kind of crazy. Um like you said, the the numbers from this fight to the last fight are a little nuts, uh, but I expect that we're probably going to see some of the same stuff. Uh, maybe he has a bit of success early, but I don't know. Peralio seems fine at keeping distance and poking and prodding until he can hop on a guy's back and lay there for the rest of the round. So I wouldn't be shocked if that happens a couple times over in this fight. And I don't know, even still, like, the, the over two and a half is not too crazy. It's even money. You can get some plus money out there at some spots. Uh, I didn't see what Baralio was by decision before I closed that tab. I probably should have done that. Um, plus 200 is the highest out there. I don't know. I, I probably just look more at the over here. Um, do they have a smart cage? Yeah. They're not that, they they're not that high class. They're not that high class. <laughs> not ahead of the curve like that. Um, heading up to the heavyweight division, two out of the final three fights are heavyweights. Gotta love it. Uh, Rodrigo Nascimento taking on Don Tail Mays. Sean, how pumped are you for this rematch? I know we were all asking for it for years. They finally did it. It's here. It's time. Break it down for me. Like, just why? Like, they have a million scrubs on the roster, and they decide to remake a fight that nobody cared about when it happened the first time. And Nassimeno finished them, and they need to make that same fight three years later. The UFC has lost a bit of its fastball. That's for goddamn sure. Um, yeah, I, I under two and a half is like minus one twenty five, minus one thirty, minus one thirty five. I like that. Um, Maze, I think, is if he if he can somehow pull this out, he's gonna have to crack him. Uh, and if he doesn't, he's probably gonna get grappled. And Dontale's Maze is very bad on the ground. Uh, I know Nascimento has not get got some finishes in the last uh, two fights, but Latifi is. Pretty much unsubbable with that fucking neck. And uh, Bozer, I don't know, he's he's a shitty grappler, but for the most part, he doesn't just get dusted down there. Um, so, yeah, I like the under two and a half. The, the pick is going to be Nascimento. And, yeah, it's like minus 130. It's, that's a pretty decent price for a fight that has already happened. And there was a finish. And I don't think it's going to be every, any different this time. Yeah, um, 
I, I'm going to echo your first question of why, uh, because it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, it's not like they have a billion heavyweights out there, but you've got enough that you don't need to rematch two guys for no reason. Um, the first fight, I think it was like somewhat close. Nashmento won the first round and subbed him in the second, but like, like wasn't a blowout on the feet or anything like that. Uh, so I guess if it stays on the feet, Mays is going to have some success, but dude, I really don't care. Like I know there's yeah. no reason this should be the third fight from, from the top of the card. Uh, I can't even bet fatties on it. Like it's, it's killing me. It's the worst kind Bad. of fight. Uh, may, maybe super fatties, but geez, like you said, I mean, we saw the one guy sub the other guy in the first fight. So why would I bet for this one to go over two and a half? Stuntail Maze that much better. Anyway, we digress. We don't digress because we're supposed to be talking about fights, but <laughs> we lingered too long. Yes. Co-main event, 170 pounds. Gabriel Bonfim, that translates to greater brother, uh, taking on Nicholas Dalby. Yes. Yeah. Nicholas Dalby, co main event 2023. Um, and for that, for that matter, Bonfim, uh, co main event in 2023. Um, it should be a fun fight. Um, I, Bonfim is good and he's got everybody out of there. Uh, I think this is a good test for him. Um, Dalby's only been finished once, and and that was against Ronson. After he got dropped, he got choked out. Um, Dalby's kind of cleaned up his his life a bit since then, and you know he's been fighting fairly well uh, the last bunch of times out. Um, I think eventually Bonfim probably gets gets him, um, but I mean if if Bonfim doesn't get him early, this could turn into a kind of slower slog of a fight that that Dalby would probably want in in this case and then it might get close but uh regardless I think it gets over two and a half I don't think Bonfim is just gonna snatch something real quick uh he's actually gonna be able to get tested by Dalby a bit but uh Bonfim is good but this is uh over one and a half plus money I think that's the the play in this fight over one and a half, just to confirm. Over one and a half, plus money. Okay. Yes. Uh, you said them both at one point in there. So, no. Just wanted to clarify for yeah. the seven listeners. Make sure we give accurate information. Um, yeah, I'm basically taking what's what's our best number out there right now? Plus um, the best one that. Yeah, the best one that I can get and is easily available, plus 105. Uh, I'm taking plus money on Nicholas Dalby to not get stopped in the first seven and a half minutes of this fight because he is extremely tough. Um, As Sean said, the one finish that he suffered was at an interesting time in his life. 
Um, and Jesse Ronson was on steroids, which we know made all the difference. Didn't matter that he got punched in the face. Uh, Thomas Dalby did blind us with science, sir. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know if it's like, if it goes all the way, it would be kind of fun if Dalby turned it into like that dog fight, like you said, and ends up stealing a decision or something like that. Um, I wonder if there's the split props out yet. I doubt it. Um, but maybe if I'm desperate to fill out the the old round robin, we might throw a, a Nicholas Dalby decision or split decision in there. But I, I really think this is a fight that's built to make Bonfim look good, but at the same time, take him a little bit deeper into a fight than he's been before. Uh, I think he's got some round two, round three stoppages from earlier in his career. Uh, but there's a lot of guys that have a lot of early stoppages in their career and then can't get those stoppages once they start to face uh, legitimate UFC competition, which I think Nicholas Delvey still is. I mean, obviously he's in the co-main event, so he's got to be legit. If you don't know, now you know. Um, so over 1.5, over one and a half here. Plus 105, consensus bet of the week. Nicholas Dalby, please just don't die. That's all we ask. We're not not greedy men. There you have it, folks. Uh, We cooked this one up. We didn't cook this one up in Vegas. We cooked it up right before the podcast. But uh, the, the vibes started in Vegas. Main event, heavyweight division. As we said earlier, Derek Lewis, don't got to go to jail. Fight the jail, man. Just just show up down south. And you get, maybe you get your hands on the jail man. But the jail man going to get his hands on you. You know what I'm saying, Sean? <laughs> yeah. Um, for the most part, we're, uh, I mean... We don't even really count Lance. We're 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 a big fan of the jail man uh, on this podcast. Um, this dude is is unbelievable. His grappling is like he's not just a heavyweight that can grapple. Like he is very technical, um, and that's something that you don't really see much at the higher weight classes. They they obviously know how to use their their weight to their advantage, but um, to see the little uh, little things he does. Um, does make a big difference and those little things are probably going to be enough to, you know, stop Derek Lewis from pulling up his shorts and, and getting up, uh, by just standing up. I think he might get it once. Yeah. He's, he's always good for one, I think for the most part, but, um, it's still crazy to me to see Derek Lewis, TKO against any human being, really, uh, at plus 450. Um, we haven't really seen the, the stand-up from the jail man um, in the UFC too, too much. He's been able to get those takedowns, and he might just get that here. Just go for it, get it down, and and just get it done. But if he doesn't, it's not a guy that you want to have just pretty mediocre striking uh against and uh, because he 
he kind of has the bomb in his hand and yeah, that's a bit scary. So I kind of almost want to throw a dart on, on a guy that's I've absolutely trashed so many times and called him the luckiest fighter uh, in the UFC. I'm a sucker right now for, for some large plus money. I, the smart play is, is likely Jailman sub. Um, Jailman won probably, but you never know. Uh, but yeah, that, that big plus money with, with the power that, that Lewis has is, is very, very interesting. But, uh, the pick will be Jailman in, in round one sub. Yeah. Um, Lewis. What did you say Lewis uh, TKO was? Like 450. I think you can get it even a little bit higher than that. Round one is plus 550. Just like straight round one, not uh, round one TKO. I think they're actually the same. Um, you get 650 at the old bet 365. Oh, there you go. Um, I think he would have to get it done in round one and like probably before one takedown, like yep. it'll have to be an uppercut on the, the entry. Um, but honestly, the jailman doesn't really shoot like explosive low shot takedowns. He just kind of works his way into a, a body lock a lot of times and will muscle a dude to where he wants him. Uh, and I think even though he's not as big as Lewis, he can still do that here. Uh, the, the guy is a freak. Um, I think there's a possibility for, you know, the jailman's a little patient on the ground at times. And I think there's a possibility that he's patient, passes, he gets to the dominant position, and then we get one Lewis stand-up. Just based on the size, um, I don't think it's going to work a lot against this guy because – most of Lewis's standups work because he's a heavyweight and he's facing other heavyweights that don't actually know how to grapple or, or do anything well. Um, not so much the case here. This guy is, you know, almost heavyweight sized, uh, but has much better skills than pretty much any heavyweight. So I think Lewis might get one. And I think that I'm trying to talk myself into uh, the Jailman round two sub at plus 700 instead of taking like round one at even money. I think round one subs like plus 125 or 150, something like that. I don't want to play that shit. I don't even want to play like Jailman round one TKO uh, just because he will look for subs uh, and I think Lewis will give up a sub before he gets pounded out on the ground. Um, I, I'm not sure if he's ever lost to like straight up ground and pound. Um, I know that serial gains uh, punched him into like a fetus, um, but that doesn't really count uh, as far as just being a ground and pound TKO. So I think it's going to be a sub and I'm just going to take a shot that it's going to be uh, round two. Uh, where I saw it, it was plus 700. And uh, I think that's a, a pretty decent way to end off the night. 
uh, especially if that's like the last leg of a round robin that I'm hoping to cash. Um, that's going to do it. We got the uh, the over in the co-main event, over one and a half, I should say, as the consensus bet of the week. Probably Jailman, especially Jailman if Sean bets on Lewis uh, coming through in the main event. Uh, and then we regroup for a big one. UFC 295 coming up next week. Uh, we got, is this the the light heavyweight championship? I, I don't Allegedly. remember anymore. It is. It gotcha. is. Um, we got that. We got the the fake heavyweight title uh, between Aspinall and Pavlovich. Uh, there's some other... Actually, honestly, other than that, the main card looks like shit on on that. Yeah, this is this was uh, supposed to be a John Jones pay per view card because you can tell what the prelims look like. Yeah, that's all the uh, all the monies was going to Jones and nobody else because the prelims are not good. Nope. I mean, Frivola in Saint Denis is gonna be oh, that'll be a banger. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the rest of that, uh, not the most appealing card, but co-main event, main event, very interesting. And we will be back to talk about those next week. Sean, we're in stretch run. It's less than a month until lacrosse starts. There we go. I, I gotta get a couple more books out there and I'll, uh, pop out. But they're coming. Just like a modest example.